warm welcome to the best podcast in the world. This is the Strength and Skills Podcast, and this is your favorite host, Nick Tibuzek. And with me is your favorite co-host, Rado, the boss, Bossage. Yo, what's up? Good morning, everyone. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Beautiful morning in Vienna for me. I think it's a... Yeah, the weather is also really, really good here in Munich. Perfect. So you see, we're doing this online and today, not only Rad and me are split up, we also going to talk about the perfect split. Wow. Did you see that? That was that I intended, yeah. Nice. That, oh, that was nice, huh? That was a nice intro, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the perfect split as um, what is actually a split is something that we probably have to bring in there in a very short thing. This is actually in the end what you do on a day, uh, on, a, on a training day. Are you training back? Are you training arms? Are you training chest? That's the stuff that you can actually do. And uh, we are making a little bit jokes about that because that's the classic gym brawler uh, thing. Oh, do a fiver split. Um, on Monday, I'm going to do chest. Yeah, Monday is the chest day. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't do chest on Monday, that's the same. You lost control over your life. That's it. Yeah, you got to do that. All right. Uh, next to the chest session on Mondays, um, we have to bring in what do we need to think about when we think about a split, actually, and what, what is the perfect split. Um, in the end, here's a disclaimer, a spoiler. There is no perfect split, but there is. Wow. <laughs> That's quite a big paradox, like... Mind blown, mind blown. Nick, what are you talking there? <laughs> Actually, to get back to the to the to the to the topic, um, when we bring on a training program, um, a split is something that comes with planning program when you think of okay what are the possibilities that i have how often can i actually train how often do i need to train to get strong at something and when we look at that science says actually a frequency of two to three times a week for a certain muscle group is best to grow so what means when you hit chest three times a week the chest can actually grow the best for those who are not only about hypertrophy, but also want to want to get better at technique, here's to say, it's this pretty much the same to do things very often to get good at it. You know, everybody knows the saying: to press a lot, you need to press a lot. <laughs> and that's actually the thing when we talk about that. So we have to keep in mind: okay, when I want to be good at something, at least two times a week is usually the thing that helps a lot getting better at this of course you will always have some people who can do it like i don't know four times a week or even maybe only one time a week but this is for the general people you know and um when we look at that usually two to three times a week um, works best for most people so when we have that in mind the next thing that we have to keep in mind is when you do 
a training session, you usually bring in 15 to 30 sets per session. Usually, it can be like that. It's round about that. When you have like, I don't know, six exercises, three sets, you see yourself where this leads. Yeah? Sometimes you have some more sets, sometimes a little bit less. Yeah? It depends on how, what you can actually recover. And that's highly individual. So it's in that range. When we come to how many sets do we need per muscle group per week, science usually says, okay, something in between 20 to 30 sets, maybe a little bit lower, maybe a little bit more. It is highly individual. So we can't really say that's the number you need to do. So there's a range and you have to find out what's the best range for you to see what you can actually recover in that muscle group during the week. And this can also, you see, I'm in the gym and that's a barbell falling into the rack. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the holy sounds. Of the <laughs> so that, um, that, that highly depends on, on, on so many things. So um, you can bring in variety there. Because sometimes you have a little bit more stressful life and then recovery is a little bit shitty. Sometimes you sleep less, recovery is going to be shitty, so you have to decrease the volume. It can be like that. Sometimes life is amazing and you can increase the volume. And that's some stuff. It can always go up and down at that point. But to come back to the, to the split thing, the split thing is something that usually don't change too much too often. That's a very important one. Because once you found what really works for you in a frequency and a good split is working for you, I highly recommend to stick with that for a while. Yeah. You know, like, if it's working, why change it? You know? So I think that a lot of people, like, fall into the trap of thinking that the body is going to get used to that and because of that they're not going to progress so every block now and then they change up um, the split in order to quote unquote shock the muscles or shock the body you know to, to get the shock effect which hopefully we already all know that that isn't quite true you know absolutely <laughs> so shocking the body is done by progressive overload what means I put on weight every week. Maybe not, not, maybe not every session, but probably next week I'm going to use a little bit more weight or a harder progression than last week. Maybe a rep more. Yeah, that, that's actually progressive overload. And that's the main driver of getting results. And that's very, very important to understand. So jumping into splits. And I'm not talking about the flexibility stuff. Um, Rado, what is actually your personal favorite split? Uh, well, I was rolling for quite a while, quite long with the upper body, lower body split for like, I don't know, three or four years. And I've made some quite good gains with that. But then like in the last year and a half, I think, I was doing the push-pull split uh, so basically, you do uh, full body sessions, but um, dissipated in pull or push movements. Uh, so both for the upper and the lower body. And that has been working and still is working. So I'm definitely sticking to that for, yeah, 
until it stops working and let's see when it, that does happen so i quite yeah. i'm quite interested you know yeah, 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 yeah. how about you actually um I had something like a full body program. That's pretty interesting um, for, I don't know, maybe the past two years. And in the beginning of this year, we switched it up into also a pull push program. And uh, right now I'm rolling pretty well with that. So that's actually something I, actually, I like it. I like it a lot because uh, for me, I'm, I'm someone... I'm, st you know, it's still a full body program, a full yeah. body split, because I do my upper body pulling and I do my lower body pulling. I do my upper body pushing and do my lower body pushing. I actually like that because I, I always love to to feel upper body and lower body pump. So for me, that's pretty cool. But um, I know some people just can't handle the stress with the higher loads. As sometimes it is mentally pretty fatiguing having pretty high loads every day because you do squat and deadlift every day, pretty much. Yeah, it does. Good. Um, I mean, I also found it personally uh, quite tough sometimes. Um, and I always see myself being anxious before each day because I know that like I have muscle-ups, I have pull-ups, and then sumo deadlifts, you know, and I have to move a lot of weights uh, for every movement, and that requires a lot of mental prep and everything. Um, but, like, I think that this is this initial shock that happens, and over time, you just get used to it and get into the flow. So, just have to go through that, and things will be fine, you know. Absolutely. I think that's something people need to, to keep in mind. Um, when you switch up into a new split or something, of course, in the beginning, it's a little bit maybe confusing or something like that. It's going to be different. Uh, it's, it maybe you're going to have different fatigue and all that stuff, but keep to it for at least the next 12 um, months, 12 weeks, and you will see what's going to happen there. Yeah. And that's the very important one. It's not like I'm going to do one block of something. Oh, that doesn't work. You know nothing. You know nothing yet. And that's very important to keep that in mind because you, you're just collecting data at that point. And um, I would say to go into, into this, this split thing, um, I, I make myself some notes and I would like to discuss some, some more uh, split variations so that we can maybe talk about the pros and contras of um, these certain um, yeah, splits in the end. Absolutely. So we have the push and pull full body split that we are actually both are training. Um, we both actually like it, but we also see that it can take a lot from you from a mental side. Oh yeah, and like uh, the sessions, if you have higher loads, can be really long sometimes. You know, because you have to ramp up to the top set of dips, and then you have to ramp up to the top set of squats, you know, and that takes time. And then after that, you have to do the assistance work. So that might also be um, a con of that, you know, because you have to be ready to spend like two to three hours in the gym. Yeah. Um, but then again, you just go four times a week to, to train, you know, so that's also, that's a, that's a pro, pro, you know. Absolutely. I think um, what, what is one point at that, uh, here is to, to bring in the push-pull 
full body split means to us right now we are training four days a week yeah um from what i saw over the years with a lot of athletes four days a week is pretty much good for for most of the people to to have the right stimulus and still being able to recover that stuff where it gets a little bit uh, difficult is when people are training like six or seven days a week i mean that makes it pretty easy to bring in more more volume um, on the other hand, it would be, it could also be a push-pull split, the same that we were talking about, and you have like heavy days um, and lower days, like you, you could do the push-pull split that we are talking about right now, could, you could do it in, in six days. Yeah, yeah. But it would lead to six training days. It would lead to short amount of uh, uh, time in a single session, of course. So that usually we, you just said you're going to do muscle ups, pull ups and deadlifts. And afterwards, you usually have some assistance and accessory work. And in, in that case, you could bring the assistance and the accessory work just into another day. That yeah. would be possible for Absolutely. those who, who maybe don't have the time to spend like two or three hours in the gym, but they can actually make it to six times a week um, for, for me actually four times a week is perfect because i do like my rest days i do like to do different things than only gym i love training but i also like to be not uh, to, to to have a rest day to do actually nothing <laughs> because it's also something i love my free saturdays going for a walk a hike or something you know yeah. That's the stuff you you actually when you have all day days in the week where you train it's, it could get difficult with some stuff in your actual normal life sometimes it can get difficult you hear these guys are still smashing um that's something you always need to consider when you do the split you know to to bring it back to that one um what's the amount of time you have what's the amount of time you have during a week, during a single day, uh, how much can you fit in there? And that's very important to keep that in mind. Um, it's not like, it's not gonna work if you want to live for the training. You train to live. Yeah. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, so four times a week for, for, for what I saw is, very much the thing that works for a lot of people. And this um, uh, push-pull split in a full body version works also for lots of athletes. I think, I think pretty much every athlete that I worked with had that split at one point. Yeah, and like the thing with that one is, and that's really good for weighted calisthenics is because it's quite, I mean, it isn't 100%, but it is quite uh, competition specific, you know, yeah. in the sense that where you practice uh, muscle ups and then pull ups afterwards, and then on the following day you have dips and squats. So you kind of get used to um, that competition regime, you know, where you have the full day of just doing the competition lifts. Um, so that's also probably a pro of that split for weighted calisthenics athletes. Yeah, absolutely. 
The thing that you have to consider there is um, the muscle ups can affect the pull ups. Can they don't have to, but it can happen. So when you when you want to do uh, the heavy pulls, it might be good to have not so much fatiguing muscle ups before, and the other way around. If you if you want to do, uh, of course, when you when you do the heavy muscle ups, uh, you it it would make sense to not do so heavy uh, pulling afterwards because you're gonna be fatigued. It's gonna be normal. And all that stuff. Yeah. That's something you need to consider and keep in mind. And when you do some some um, heavy uh, pulls, it can be must not. It can be that you're or when you had a lot of volume. But when your lats are very very fatigued, it may bring in some fatigue into the deadlifts. Difficult to say so, but yeah. it happens sometimes. Yeah. And um, yes, of course, when, when, you, when you do your deadlifts, you always have to consider when you have to back squat on the next day, that's going to be, it, it will interfere with that. Yeah, Absolutely. It's inevitable. Yeah. But that's actually another thing what makes a good split. To know what you are able to recover. When you do your deadlifts on the uh, one day, and you have the possibility to do a rest day in between and then do the squats the next day because there's the push day. That's only possible when you have only four days per week because then you actually can bring in a, in a rest day in between every day of your training um, days. Only then it's possible. Yeah. That's very important to, to also um, keep in mind when you do a split. Make it that way that you can actually recover it in a very good way. Yeah. So I wouldn't say the push-pull is the only superior thing. And we can definitely go into something that is maybe a little bit more calisthenics-specific because that's something a lot of people love to talk about when it comes to programming for calisthenics and it's this classic bend arm straight arm split i would love to bring in here some leg work because for me training legs is if you don't do it shame on you <laughs> yeah i mean how can you plan a split without considering half of your body you know so we have to get the legs in there absolutely so the next split we're going to talk about is bent arm straight arm legs, legs yeah. all right does it make sense to split up bent arm and straight arm work that's that's quite a tricky question you know i mean i don't see the reason why it might be an issue for some people like uh, they do like the idea of you know just Spreading, uh, separating the movement into bent arm and straight arm. I mean, you can do those and it won't be an issue, you know, as long as you like stay specific to what you want to get better at. That's basically it. You know, it's not like you're going to make some amazing gains and your body knows, all right, this is a bent arm movement and this is a straight arm movement. And now I'm going to, you know, because of that, I'm going to get better uh, just because you do it like that. So for me, it doesn't make like too much sense in a sense of you're going to progress better with that. No. 
to me too. I, I don't see the point because in the end, of course, um, when you have that, that um, straight arm strength days, that's just, okay, that's a full day of keeping your shoulder blades stable at, in a certain position and keeping your arms straight. And on the other day, you move the shoulder blades and actually bend the arm. Yeah. I, I don't see the point why this is superior to something else. Yeah, to me. Why, why would that be superior to a day where you mix both a bent arm and straight arm? That's, that's the point. What, what I would do is splitting up straight arm strength to bent arm strength on a certain day. Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion. So doing straight arm strength before and then doing some bent arm strength. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Uh, but when we go into that um, split with the bent arm strength and straight arm strength and legs, um, the, the problem where you get into is you will have a pretty fatigued shoulder girdle. That's going to be a little bit difficult because um, you, you train upper body two times as i mean you're going to do it on monday yeah maybe the next training day is going to be an upper day two and then you're going to train legs however you turn that even if you do bent arm legs straight arm the next thing would again we be upper body again and as you're gonna have a certain amount of volume doing a certain upper body day you might get into trouble with fatigue at that point because the thing with that is when you have too much volume on the shoulder girdle, which is actually a lot work when you do straight arm work, you would definitely interfere with the next bend arm session and the other way around. When you have like, I don't know, on a bend arm session, you do your, your, your chin ups and your dips that will definitely interfere with the shoulder girdle and gonna pre-fatigue the straight arm strength day yeah, sure. and that's something where you're gonna get in trouble because the high amount of intensity and volume on a certain given day you would need a lot of rest days in between and when you keep it that way that you have only three rest day uh three training days then it can make uh, it can work but then you have the, the, the difficulty on that point that you don't have the frequency of two um, training two, two training for the same movement during yeah. a week. So you, actually, if you, if you have something like, like the, the planche or the front lever in the straight arm strength day, you train it once a week. And that's usually not enough. That's gonna be a little bit difficult at that point. Um, so I think it, it's to my, in my opinion, it's not the best one. Yeah, I mean, like this doesn't mean that this split is necessarily a bad one. We don't say that. You know, you just have to consider that with this one, if you want to make good gains, you would have to go to the gym six times a week, and you definitely need to consider and take into account fatigue. You know, um, so that's the bent arm and straight arm gains don't interfere too much and don't limit your gains. And as you know, like the shorter, um, it's so complicated and 
you really definitely need to watch out on there because if too much fatigue builds up, you have to cut the cycle too short and then you have to go into deload and that's the thing. That's it's a lot of stuff that you, that you have to consider. I, I think that's going to be a little bit difficult at that point. So yeah. that's to me the bent arm straight arm legs split. Now we can go into something that we already talked about in the beginning. What about the upper lower split? Hmm. You I, some, I some like, quite like the upper lower split, and I think that we did it for one block, like uh, three blocks ago. Um, and basically what you can do here is like have upper body, lower body sessions, and you can repeat that um, depending on how much frequency you need either for the upper or the lower body. Um, I usually like to keep the upper at a higher frequency than the lower one, like, you know, um, having three upper body sessions and then having two lower body sessions. Yeah. So that would mean that you have to go to the gym five times a week. Um, and then with this one, like what I found out for myself is the biggest issue are the lower body days uh, where I, for example, have squats before deadlifts and you definitely can't go heavy on the deadlift set um, because the fact the, the squats pre-fatigue you too much and then it basically affects all your other movements. So yeah. from a strength building aspect, uh, you know, like for the lower body, I found that this isn't quite the best split for me. Yeah. Um, for the lower body, for the upper body, I'm sorry, um, this wasn't quite the case. Um, I found that uh, upper body days weren't quite an issue. And I also like um, like the fact that they're also pretty competition specific because you practice like muscle up dips and then pull ups, which is really close to the competition. So that's really good. I think that works pretty well for uh, for upper body because the frequency of three is manageable, um, especially when it comes to to the upper body. When you manage the fatigue load on a certain day, good in a good way, um, yeah. that you don't kill yourself too much there, and um, it's especially in that case where you say you have three sessions a week, um, you usually still have some rest days for the upper body because you train the lower body only. Um, of course, you have a little bit of, of fatigue from the deadlifts. You're de definitely going to have that. Um, not so much from, from back squats or something like that, but uh, deadlifts definitely going to fatigue the upper body too. But the other thing is it's not, not so much. Um, the other thing here is to say usually the upper body can recover pretty much faster than the lower body. Yeah. It makes absolutely sense because you don't have that much load on the spine. So the central nervous system is not so fucked up at that point. So um, especially when it comes to other calisthenics movements, you rarely really kill the, the spine with upper body work. Yeah. Pretty much never. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's uh, something that works pretty well. So. Um, bringing in maybe a little bit more pull-focused session, a little bit more push-focused session, and then maybe some uh, one session with uh, more um, assistance and accessory work on that day would work in that circumstances pretty well. So you have an upper, maybe pushing-focused, um, lower, and then um, 
upper again, maybe pulling focus, then again a low um, way. And then after that, you're going to have an upper session where you're going to bring in all the accessory and assistance work. Yeah. So that, that could work very well. Yeah, sure. And you can basically do the same thing with lower body training. Like the first day, have more squat, squat focus and less deadlift work. And then on the other day, do more hinging and deadlifts and uh, less squats. You know. Absolutely. Because That's the way you can get around the fatigue issue that I mentioned before. Absolutely. So that would make it a very... Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, actually, so you can bring in that very, very well. Yeah, doing maybe like uh, heavy back squats and some RDLs on the first day, mm. and on the second day you're gonna do maybe some some heavy uh, deadlifts and maybe some front squats afterwards. Sure, would yeah. work very good. The the only thing here is just keep in mind the overall fatigue when you have like five training days could get you into trouble when you don't manage the fatigue well at that point uh, from from maybe uh, some food uh, consideration at that point and of course the sleep that that can interfere with that a lot <laughs> but I think that split would work very very well also with with uh, not only calisthenics but also of course um, any any other uh, strength sport direction. So that's, that's a pretty cool split at that point. All right. I like that. Um, so we had we had the, the um, push-pull full body. Then we have the um, bend arm strength, straight arm strength, legs, upper, lower. Now we're going to talk about the legend himself. Push-pull legs. PPL, yeah. The classic. The classic. Considering we have to bring in here something that is, this one would switch a little bit into the direction that we already had in the last one with the um, upper lower with five days of training. Um, a push pull legs, when you keep in mind that you want to have the frequency of two, at least two during a week, you have to consider at that point, then you have six training days a week. Yeah. Same issue that we already had with the same with the with the one before. So keep in mind frequency, fatigue, all that stuff. Um, but you will definitely make progress with that. It will work a lot. But I wouldn't kill myself too much on one day because when you train six days a week, the 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 the, the single training day shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, absolutely. And like you, you need to consider the fact that you have the possibility to distribute the volume a lot better because you have so much training days. And because of that, sessions shouldn't be too hard and shouldn't be too long. So yeah. keep that in mind. So what we did in the beginning, um, we told you um, there should be something in between 15 to 30 sets per session. The more training days you have, the more you go into the the direction of the 15 sets. Yeah? The less training days you have, the more uh, sets you actually should do in an, in an optimal circumstance, in some optimal circumstances, um, you should do on a single day. So that, that's, that's the thing here. So um, 
push-pull legs is amazing when you have like six days a week. I wouldn't do it in a three days. Uh, it's just not enough, no. And sessions would be too long to get the amount of volume to, you need to get in, so. Yeah. Three times a week. So we talked a lot about um, this thing where we, where we have like four or more training days. What would you say is the best circumstances for having like three training days a week? I would say like, it's quite tough. I, I mean, I could see uh, the possibility of having full body days, you know, but, and then also with different focuses on each training day, like the first day, it's more pushing focused, second day, more pulling focused, and then third day, more lower body focused, uh, because you then have the frequency of basically three times a week, which is quite good. Um, and you still have the possibility to get a lot of volume in uh, because you train the full body and you don't miss out on anything. You know? So I think I would definitely roll with that. But then you also have to consider that, you know, um, doing a full body split and doing these training sessions takes a lot of time, probably, because you have so many movements in there. And um, especially if you're advanced, in order to ramp up to top sets, this can take a lot of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if you just really focus on, on the really big main lifts, uh, of course, the big six stuff that we already talked about uh, in some episodes. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, I'm also with full body sessions, absolutely. I wouldn't split it up into something like upper body, lower body, stuff like that. Um, I would actually do maybe like going for a pull session, going for a push session, and then a full body session. That's also possible. Uh, um, so at that point, a pull session means a full body pull session. So pull-ups and deadlifts. Next day, maybe uh, dips and uh, back squats. And on the last day, all of them. All of them, yeah. But keep in mind, when you do all of them, I wouldn't do too much accessory and assistance on that day because you're going to be fucked. Having four bigger main lifts on one day is quite a tough thing. And having some more uh, assistance and accessory afterwards, it's it's going to be difficult, and it takes so long. Yeah, mentally fatiguing a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's something. Keep that in mind at that point. So, um, I think that's actually uh, a possibility that works very very well. I think we're doing that with one athlete right now. She's. He is training three days a week, and I think we have something like that in in the setup, like mm -hmm. a powerful body thing. Yeah. That works pretty well. That's pretty cool. And um, that, another pretty interesting um, setup would also be um, something like a push pull legs full body split. Again, four days, and it works pretty well because um, at that point you can. Um, also bring in maybe some, I, I, I would switch it up a little bit from going from a push session, upper body push to a leg session, 
afterwards uh, upper body pulling session and from there into a full body session so that you have at least one rest day in between in between those two leg sessions i mean the full body session always means another leg day is there <laughs> and uh, i wouldn't uh, bring one leg day after another yeah just because from from what i experienced you're going to be so fatigued from the from the leg day before for me it's always a little bit difficult to keep the tension in the core to um to to, to stabilize the way i want it exactly the next day afterwards so at least one rest day or another training day of another muscle group and that at that point an upper body uh, session in between it, for me it's not the same thing with the upper body i can train upper body after upper body that's for me usually works pretty well but on the lower body i just can't do it So that would be another a good opportunity. So what would you say, what is another good split for uh, a three days week? Ooh. <laughs> Currently nothing, nothing else falls into my mind right now. I, I would say full body sessions completely. Would work pretty well, but then I would uh, switch up the exercises in the order. So having having a, a full body session on the first day, starting off with um, some work on on um, maybe muscle ups. The second day you uh, have the dips as the first exercises, and on uh, or or a more push focused thing. Maybe let's say that way. Because it's not everybody only doing uh, dips and uh, pull-ups <laughs> for the upper body. It could also be maybe something like uh, planche work and front lever work. A um, little bit more focus on that. And the legs always afterwards. Because you can do back squats after upper body work. But for everybody who did it before, I think you all know doing upper body work after lower body work is always shit. That's another rule. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everybody who's, who, who tried to max out pull-ups after deadlifts knows that that's, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So that's something you need to keep in mind at that point. Um, so I would say that's something that works pretty well, having a little bit of focus into maybe a pushing, a pulling, and then on the last day of the three days, you can maybe work on a, on a certain skill that you're actually aiming for. Again, I mean, if, if you have something like, okay, that's my pushing, more pushing focus thing, because I start with that one. And I start on the last day a little bit again on that because then maybe it's the planche work. So I start with some planche work, doing my pulling and then my lower body stuff. Then on the next day, I start with my pulling work, do my pushing and then my legs. And then again, on the third day, I'm going to do again my pushing work, like the planche at that point or the dips, whatever you want to do, handstand push-ups. Um, 
there's, there's again the pulling and then uh, the lower body stuff. So that would work very, very well, I would say. You still have the frequency of two at that point. You have three, so that will work very well. But you have to keep in mind the overall volume that you're going to do during that is for the single day pretty much very fatiguing, I think. So you're going to be maybe a little bit fucked after every <laughs> session. What would you say at that point? Yeah, I think uh, I already mentioned that split, you know, like with the full body, but with different focuses. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing that I did is on the last day, I uh, would do like more of a leg focus session. Yeah. Uh, but that could be an issue because of the things that you noted, you know, uh, because the fatigue of the lower body that builds up and then affects the upper body. So you need to take take that into account. Uh, but like that split, I find it really good. Um, because of the higher frequency, like three times a week. Um, but yeah, as I said, the more advanced you get, uh, the more difficult difficult it is because you have to plan time for that and like expect to have three hour sessions uh, just doing that. You know? That's that's a very very important point at that uh, uh, right there. What would you say? Um, what is when we we always I always talked about the upper body at that point. Um, what would you say, how would you split up the lower body at that case for that week? Um, well, yeah, probably like have the lower body a bit heavier uh, on two days and then in the middle one have a lighter day, you know, or like have the first day be more uh, squatting work. The second day, because you would have a rest day in between, you can focus on deadlifts. And then on the third day, you can maybe have some assistance work for the lower body work, you know, which would tackle both the deadlift and the, and the squat. Yeah, uh, I think that makes absolutely sense. Yeah. Would How you, would you tackle it? I, I would pretty much go with the same as you said. Having a little bit more focus on the back squat, then the other day a little bit more focus on the deadlift, and on the last day a little bit more focus on the assistance work. Makes absolutely, absolutely sense. Yeah, I mean, you could also switch up the hinge uh, work with the with the squatting pattern, um, and then the assistance in the end. Or yeah, yeah, sure. Or, or you can still like do on the third day do variations of squatting and deadlifting, but with lower loads or with some tempo work. You know, yeah. That would still aid you in your main lifts. Absolutely. And then you also have more frequency. You know, you have them two times a week frequency, which is probably better than just practicing them even once. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a very important one. So it would be a possibility to do like heavy back squats, maybe some deadlifts the other day, and then on the last day, some RDLs. And some, I don't know. Squat yeah. variation. Squats or, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's very, very important. Um, Think we need to talk about to, to really round it up in the end. Let's talk about the classic gym bro split. Did you did you ever do it? Uh, honestly, actually yes, yeah. Right at the start of my training, yeah. But I didn't quite do it to the fullest because um, I totally neglected the backside of my body and I didn't like training legs so much. So basically, what I was only doing is chest and arms and some core, and that's it. Perfect. 
the beach muscles. <laughs> How about you? I, I think I did something like that. I know I trained at McFit. <laughs> oh. All right. They, they, they had these kind of, I think, split magazines or something like that there. I remember it very, it, it's very nebulous. Um, I think there was, a, I don't know, I think a fiber split or something. So it must have been something like chest, back, shoulders, legs, arms, something like that. Of course, that can work. Yeah. Most of the time, that works pretty well for those who are on roids when it comes to hypertrophy. For those who aim for strength performance, that's bullshit. I have to say it that way because yeah. it can only make sense in the circumstances of hypertrophy so that you give such a big stimulus into it that it, it is enough for maybe the complete week. I know that um, we uh, that, that uh, Valentin is doing that with some of his athletes and they are not on rights and he's doing something like fiber splits or something with only arm days and all that uh, all that stuff but it depends very much on on who's that where's where is this athlete in his um his sports career and uh how much are you actually ready to hit that single day because you have to hit it very, 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 very hard. Yeah. Because having just one leg day a week, I would have to kill myself that hard in the in legs. I think I wouldn't survive. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. yeah, you have to demolish yourself in order to earn seven days of rest, basically. Yeah. You know? And I don't think there's a lot of people out there that can do that. So, <clears throat> yeah, sure, as you said, for bodybuilding goals, probably makes more sense. But for strength training, uh, yeah. not really. You know, don't do that if you want to get strong. Absolutely. I mean, there are some, some split, split variation where people talk about, okay, let's hit back and shoulders. Let's hit chest and, I don't know, core. <laughs> and then the other day, legs. There are so many split variations. I think we didn't bring in all of them because we are a little bit more performance oriented um, at that point. Yeah, sure. Not so much into all these hypertrophy splits, but we have to say for most people that I actually met, it makes absolutely sense to really have in mind more of the performance oriented um, splits as it's not like you're not going to grow with them. And most of the time, the big movements are the money makers and the hypertrophy volume, you can still add on in the assistance and necessary work. Mm. So for me, most of the people don't really need something like an specific arm day but that can depend for a bodybuilder but the bodybuilder is probably not listening to this podcast 
So the people that are listening right now, you as the listener, I'm pretty sure you're not a bodybuilder. So especially not a competitive bodybuilder. Um, so at that point, I think we considered pretty much a lot of good splits. And I would actually love to hear you and your opinion about it. And maybe if you have another split, bring that up. Um, would be great if you just join the hybrid athlete community on Facebook and um, maybe bring that topic up there. So we can maybe discuss this, uh, discuss that in a further um, episode. I think that that's a pretty good uh, thing because then we can collect all the, the splits right there. So for all the listeners, please join the hybrid athlete community, bring in the topic there and um, let us let us know what you would like to, to, to hear reviewed in this, uh, in, yeah, for the splits. We'd love to hear that. Do that. All right. So if you like this episode and you need some help with your split, always feel free to contact us at Barbell Coaching. So barbellcoaching.de slash links is where you can actually uh, find our website and just uh, get your appointment for a free call with us. That's nothing where we're going to gonna bite you that's something where we just see okay what's your situation how can we help you actually getting big and strong uh, so feel free to join there um, and it's not like oh when I do that call I need to buy from these guys no we first want to check if you can if we can really help you if we are the right people for you if you are the right person for us then we see if we can connect on a, on a good level and then we see what's going on. So feel free to do so. Bar minus bell coaching dot de slash links is the, is the thing where you can connect to each other. All right. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share with your friends, with those people who need to hear this one. Um, we would love to, to have it um, really shared on your social media. Feel free to tag us with the strength and skills podcast on Instagram and all that stuff, put it in your, into your stories and let some people get to know some more knowledge about all this stuff. Thank you for listening and have another great and amazing day of big gains.